Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. My friends, welcome. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here. We continue to make our Lenten journey together, and this is our time of prayer and scripture reading. So glad to have you with us. Please invite others in. Let's expand our online audience, and let's put ourselves in God's presence and now feast on His Holy Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, it is a holy season. Forty days and forty nights, Jesus was in the desert. Forty days and forty nights, we undertake a journey of repentance. We are dust, and to dust we shall return. We are called to turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. We are baptized, and we will renew the vows of our baptism. We prepare our minds and hearts to celebrate the greatest event in human history, the death and resurrection of Christ. Lord, we thank you for this holy season. May we make the most of it. May we make the most of it each day, including by a deeper listening to your word. May your word burn away our sins. May it comfort us in our sorrows. May it alleviate our doubts. May it give us discernment in decisions. May it give us strength when we face battles. May it give us salvation. Your word will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. May that word now be our guide in Lent and in life. And may we understand it more deeply, proclaim it more effectively, live it more faithfully through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, just as from the heavens... The rain and snow come down, and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows, and bread to the one who eats. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is Lent. Renewing our trust and our conviction that God's word of truth will achieve the purpose for which it is sent. You know, uh, if you've listened to me on a lot of these scripture lessons, you, you will have noticed that when it comes to delving into the riches of the scriptural readings, you have to be mindful of doing what you sometimes do with a camera lens. You know, you can, you can zero in and talk about the immediate meaning of a particular passage in the historical context in which it was written. Or you can take a wider lens view and say, what is this scripture passage saying? about the whole story of salvation history. Let's take a wider lens view for a moment on what we just heard. Who is the Word? Beginning of John's Gospel, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, 
And the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and He came to His own. He made His dwelling with us. So when Isaiah says, from the heavens this Word comes forth, God says, it will come forth from my mouth, it will achieve its purpose. Jesus is the Word that comes from God the Father's mouth. Jesus is the word that comes down as the rain and the snow come from above. I am the one who is from above. I am the one who has been sent. This word is Jesus. So in a broad sense, what this reading is reminding us is that in Lent, we're preparing to celebrate the very reason he came. If God's word always accomplishes the purpose for which it is sent, And if the purpose for which Jesus was sent were those events that we celebrate at the Paschal Mystery, His death, His resurrection, well then this word is meant to tell us what you're celebrating in Lent, what you're preparing to celebrate in the Paschal Mystery has had its effect. And it has its effect, furthermore, on you. It has its effect on you because you've been baptized into the death and resurrection of Christ. We wouldn't be living the the Christian life if this reading weren't true. We wouldn't be able to. But as it is, the Word came forth from God's mouth, became flesh, died on the cross, rose from the dead, and then poured out His Spirit upon us, entering into us in baptism and by faith. Lent is meant to focus us in on this. Here's the most important event in human history that you're getting ready to celebrate, the death and resurrection of Christ. And because that has an effect, and its effect is meant to take place in your life, you've got to get ready for it. You've got to get ready for it. You can't just wake up one day and say, oh, time to, time to, it's Good Friday, time to celebrate the death of Christ. Oh, it's Easter Sunday, time to rejoice in His resurrection. We've got to prepare our minds and hearts through a holy season to celebrate these days. Why? Because they, the Word doesn't uh, uh, come back void. It's not just for show. It accomplishes something, and that something is the purifying of our lives from sin, the filling of our lives with love and virtue and the Spirit, and the accomplishment of our salvation. This brings out other layers of Lent as well. The Word was spoken to each of us in our baptism. We pray in this time in a special way for the people who are preparing to receive baptism at Easter. They've heard the Word, but now the Word is going to be entering into them personally through those waters of baptism and through their their declaration of faith. It's a Word, furthermore, that speaks to us repentance. So we're almost a week now into our Lenten observance. How are we doing so far? We may have made a a resolution at the beginning of Lent that we were going to make certain sacrifices. And how are we doing? And what this reading reminds us of is that if we are trying to repent more deeply of sin, we can rely on the power of the Word. Remember what the letter of the Hebrews says about God's Word. It's living. It's effective. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it's a sword we carry around with us in, our, in our, the armor of God that we wear. The belt of truth and the sword, is, the sword of the Spirit is carried in that belt. 
and it's the Word of God. And it has, it's sharp, it's effective, and it's meant to help us understand our sins. It's meant to help us have that, that sensitivity of conscience to know what's wrong and to be able to reject it, to see and to choose, on the other hand, what is right and good. And this is the fertility, it's bare fruit in our lives. The word is compared with the water and snow that make the earth fertile and fruitful. This goes to the very heart of God. Remember also in the prophet Isaiah, this is chapter 55, but 50 chapters earlier in chapter 5, he's lamenting about the, the vineyard. The Lord plants a vineyard, cares for it, his people, right, his chosen people, why did it bear bitter grapes instead of good fruit? Jesus, John 15, I am the vine, the true vine. You're the branches. I want you to bear fruit. My Father will prune the vine so that it bears more fruit. Hence, trials, tribulations, sufferings in our life, the Word of God being sharp. Sometimes it has to create that pain in our life that comes from changing, separating ourselves from sin, growing in virtue. And finally, it's the word of life. If you and I have any doubt that this great cause of life that we're committed to, defending human life, defending human life especially from abortion, if we have any doubt that this cause will achieve the purpose it is intending to achieve, let's just remind ourselves it's based on the Word of God. It's based on a living Word. It's based on a Word that is life. A Word that when God spoke it at the beginning of time, actually brought life about, brought the universe about out of nothing. The work that we do in speaking that Word of life to young women that might be thinking about abortion, to young men who might be so afraid that they're pressuring their girlfriend for an abortion. That word of truth that we speak, the word of consolation that we speak to the mom who has had an abortion, to the dad who's grieving from having participated in abortion, brings the, the, actually brings the consolation, the uh, mercy that God wants to give that person. Have, have greater confidence than ever in the power of the word to achieve the purpose for which it's sent. Of course God wants to save life. Of course God wants to transform culture. We, we use the word to get people to avoid abortion, to get them healing after abortion, to get them to vote pro-life. The word that comes forth will have its effect in the hearts and minds and souls of God's people. It's the word, furthermore, of confidence and of courage that will achieve the purpose for which it is sent. The word itself is meant to increase in us that confidence. There is no reason in looking at failures of our movement that one should be tempted to give up. No, the word is a word that inspires confidence in us because we're not relying on our own strength. We're relying on that word that goes forth from his mouth 
and shall not return void. There will be ups and downs in the battle. But brothers and sisters, the word is a word of victory. So we thank the Lord for this this short reading which really so comprehensively envelops the meaning of the Lenten journey that we're on. Practically speaking, let's spend more time in the Word. Let's spend more time reading the Scriptures. Bring other people, perhaps as a Lenten observance, they might want to tune in regularly to these broadcasts. So many of you do so already on a regular basis. Bring others in, let it be their Lenten practice. Still time to start a Lenten practice if we haven't started one yet. Let's delve into His Word. It is, of course, together with the Eucharist, our bread of life. Let's feast on it and receive its strength. Amen. Father, we rejoice in your word today. Thank you for the lessons that come from this reading. Always bolster our confidence, Lord, especially when things get difficult in the battle. Bolster our confidence and our strength. Lord God, prepare us to celebrate the great events that brought us salvation. Prepare us to celebrate the death and resurrection of Christ, for He has accomplished the purpose for which He was sent, to die and rise again for us, to open the way to salvation. Lord, we lift up the intentions of everybody here, and we pray today especially for those that are preparing for baptism, the catechumens of the church. May they be ready, May they be blessed. May they be filled with joyful anticipation of the gifts you are going to pour out on them when that water is poured. Bless all of us, Lord, as we prepare to renew the vows of our baptism. And as you send your word to us, give us the enlightenment that it brings. Help us in making decisions we have to make. Let it bring the mercy that it promises. Forgive the sins that we repent of. Let it bring the consolation in sorrow. Let it bring, Lord God, the the confidence and strength we need if we are tempted to despair. Let it fill us with hope instead. Let that word accomplish all the purposes for which it has been sent. And now we pray in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, thank you for joining me for these times of prayer and scripture reading. Bring others in as well, and we will speak to you tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches 
where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.